Greetings. You are welcome to this global online kingdom network. 
My name is Shepherd Gideon, and this is the Reconciled Kingdoms International. Let's share a word of prayer as we prepare to receive the word of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Your name, O Lord, is the ancient one. Therefore, if it is you who is our teacher, then we are rest assured that we will be fed with ancient knowledge and wisdom. Therefore, we pray that even as you share with us, O Lord, your ancient knowledge, grant us the power to comprehend and to ascertain as to what the applicability of your wisdom will do in our lives, bringing the transformation that we so desire. In Jesus' name that we have prayed. Amen. We thank God. And today, I have quite indeed a lot to share with the people of God. We have been dealing with the bigger subjects. The curriculum that we have been dealing with is the kingdom of God. That is the curriculum that we've been dealing with. And under it, we are treating a lot of syllables. And the syllables are contained with a lot of subject matters that needs to be treated in order for the fullness of God to be fully expressed and explained so that his people can comprehend their God and then in so doing they can do what their God is also able to do. So today I'm going to be dealing with the subject matter, the truth and the ultimate purpose for creation and under this today i'm going to be dealing with the subtitle the anatomy of the beginning the anatomy of the beginning so let's begin but before i proceed let me um plead that today I will do almost about 40 minutes to 45 minutes so that I can really get to a concluding part in where I want to arrive at distributing the things the Lord has given to share with you. Holy Spirit, give us understanding. Amen. Now, let me introduce the teachings this way the anatomy of the beginning the anatomy of the beginning when we come to god as the bible clearly says that let us draw near to god that god will also draw near to us so in the kingdom of god there is a time when your closeness to god is determined by your willingness to want to draw to him and then it draws to you when the bible says that deep calls unto deep but most people come to god for a lot of reasons most people come to ask for things most people come to ask god to do things for them and everybody comes with an ulterior motive as to why they are looking for God. Most people even believe in God because they don't just want to go to hell. That's why they have come to God. 
but whenever we come to God, the motive that motivated our coming to him will determine the package that we will receive from God. So in the book of John chapter 2, verse number 24, the Bible talks about how that certain people believed in Jesus because of the miracles that they saw Jesus perform. So in verse 24 of John chapter 2, the Bible says that Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. So if you come to God for miracles, God will give you miracles. But there is something God will not give you, himself. So God will always reserve himself for those who came not for things, but who came for him. Where God now becomes your private property, where God now becomes your personal product, where God now becomes something you can point to, and then you say, this is my inheritance. So when God met with Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 15 verse 1, God told Abraham that I will be your exceeding great reward and I will be your shield. So whilst God was giving things to other people, the path and the portion that will be given to Abraham was not things, was not blessings. He had God as his blessing. I will be your exceeding great reward. So in the book of Joshua 14, when Joshua had entered the promised land with the people of God, and based on the instructions that Moses, the man of God, had given to him, when he was distributing the inheritance and the portions of land among the tribes of Israel, when he got to the turn of the Levites, they were not given any portion. That is because their portion was the Lord. So if you meet the Levites and you ask the Levites, what do you have as your portion? What have you been able to achieve in life? They will tell you that their achievement is God. So there are people who have received things from God. There are people who have received giftings from God. There are people who have even received ministries from God. There are people who have received apostleship, prophets, teachers. People have received a lot of dimensions in God. But I present to you that there are those who have received God as their portion. And I, the person who speaks with you at this moment, I can boldly tell you on authority that I have received not just the things of God, but I have received God. That is why I am going to be teaching and sharing with you what I have entitled The Anatomy of the Beginning. When you meet Jesus, there are a lot of things he can tell you, but there are people that they have heard all about him and they have seen all their needs to be seen concerning him. To the point that when we begin to teach, even principalities and powers, thrones and dominions, and even angels and archangels begins to take notes of the things that we teach. Because in the book of Luke chapter 24, 
verse 27, the Bible tells us how that when Jesus resurrected from the dead, he met certain disciples, students of himself, and the Bible tells us that he expanded to them from Genesis to Malachi, all the books of Moses and the prophets, the things concerning himself. So everything concerning himself, there are people that he will commit and entrust that knowledge to. And we have not just come to tell you things that we have read in the book. We are here to share with you things that we have seen and things that we have handled and things that we have heard and proven to be true. So this message, I don't know how many people are ready for it, but I will just assume that the Holy Spirit, as he has said the people are ready, they are ready. So let's prepare and then let's begin to dine on what is called the anatomy of the beginning. We were summoned into the heavenly realms and there we witnessed God being taken to a theater room and God was being dissected and God was being disorganized and afterwards he was organized again. He was disintegrated and afterwards he was integrated again. That all the compartments in God and all the organs in God, we have dissected them, we have assimilated them and now we have reorganized God. These are realms where you become a divine physician and whenever God needs a doctor to check on him, he calls you, come and fix me up. So let's begin. The anatomy of the beginning. The moment you mention the word beginning, a lot of ideas comes to people's mind. But let's take our time and let's massage the scriptures and let's romance the verses so that we can really be rewarded at the end of this teaching. Whenever we make mention of the word anatomy as it relates to science, anatomy means the structural makeup, especially of an organism or any of its parts. So whenever we are dealing with anatomy, we are trying to study the structural composition of an organism and then the part of it. Anatomy also means the act of separating the parts of an organism in order to ascertain their, their position, relations, structure, and functions. So whenever you are separating into different compartments and then parts and organism and then you are seeking to know the relations the positions and then the structure and then even the functions of that organism it is called anatomy anatomy also means the separation or the dividing into parts for detailed explanation examination and critical analysis let me repeat that anatomy means 
a separation or the div dividing into parts for detailed explanation, examination, or critical analysis. So this is what we are going to do to God now. We are going to have a critical examination, analysis, and explanation by dividing God into various compartments and we are going to be exploring the positions, the relations, the structure, the functions and the organs and the parts of God. So let's begin. When you meet God in a realm where deep mysteries are communicated, because the Bible says that deep calls unto deep. So you have to delve very, very, very deep in order to come across some of this information that I am going to be passing across to the precious people of God. That is because based on the prophetic timelines, we are supposed to fulfill the word of God and we are supposed to finish the mysteries of God so that it will give clearance to he coming back to redeem his people unto himself. Let's begin. So I have touched on the word anatomy. Now let me explain what I mean the beginning. The beginning that I want to talk to you about is a person. The anatomy of the beginning. Let me introduce you to the beginning because we are dealing with the truth and the ultimate purpose for creation. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, an introduction of the beginning. I am Alpha and Omega. This is a person talking. The beginning and the ending sayest the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So when we talk about the beginning, the beginning is not an event. The beginning is not the commencement of a program. The beginning is a person. So he, he God now begins to introduce himself as my name is called the beginning. I am starting this way because if I proceed from here, I don't want you to have any confusion. So when we begin to deal with scriptures like in the beginning God created, you will not be thinking about a certain time where some creation began. No, we are dealing with a personality called the beginning. Let's throw more light on this identity of the beginning. Revelation chapter 22, verse 13. Revelation 22, verse 13. The beginning also introduced himself yet again. He says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. This is a person who is introducing himself and he calls himself the beginning. So anytime you hear the word beginning, know that we are about to talk about a person. 
not an hour mark on a clock. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14b. Revelation 3, verse 14b. I am taking my time. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14b. It says, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of creation of God. The beginning of creation of God. Notice I want to teach about the ultimate purpose for creation. Now we are looking at a person and he is saying that he is the beginning of creation of God. I'm going to explain these things, but let me lay foundations first. So if we are going to do a surgical operation on God and we are going to dismantle God, all the organs in God to explore the details that are hidden in God, then we need some surgical tools to do that. So let me introduce you to the surgical apparatus that I am going to be using to dissect God and then operate God. Ephesians, let me introduce to you the, the apparatus and then the tools and equipment I'm going to be using because the things I want to deal with, if I just go straight ahead and teach on them, very soon I will be stoned to death. So since you, we all we love scriptures, let's look at scriptures. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. In Ephesians 6, verse 17, we are going to find our first tool. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, God is a, a, a force to reckon with. Nothing can break God up. But there is something that we can use to break God in pieces and to cut God in pieces. And what can cut God into pieces is what is called the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So we are going to use the same word of God to cut God open and then begin to explore the parts of God. So we are going to use a surgical knife that is called the word. But this surgical knife, let me describe how dangerous and how powerful it is. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 to 13, it describes the knife that can operate God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Let me read it. It says, for the word of God is quick. Now, this word that we are dealing with is the one that we are going to use to cut God open. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing ascender of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Now, let me explain some few things here. This sword that we are going to use to study the anatomy of God, it is going to help us pierce through 
even the soul of God. I am not just going to show you the body of God. I will cut open the soul of God and show you the various compartments in the soul of God. I will also cut into pieces the spirit of God and then explain to you the details that are hidden in all the parts and the anatomy of the spirit. And then we are going to also cut into pieces the thought of God. These are not physical things and yet we can operate it. We can cut it open, separate the various compartments and explore the details that are hidden there. So we will dissect the thoughts of God and then we will operate and conduct surgical operation on the intentions of God. What did he think of when he decided to create things? I am taking you very, very deep. And we have to go step by step because it's a far journey. So that is the sword we are going to use. Verse 13, it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. If we use the ninth called the word of God to cut the word of God into parts, there is no part in God that we cannot explain to you. There is no creature that cannot be explained. And then it says, all things are manifest in his sight. So the hidden things in God, even what God thinks is his deepest secret, it is going to be made manifest in our sight. We are going to look at these things with our eyes, the things that we have seen. It says, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So in this surgical world, you are going to see things that cannot be seen. And you are going to be exposed to things that are not visible. Are these realities? Of course they are. So whilst we are trying to do that, we are supposed to be very, very systematic in our approach, studying this subject matter, the anatomy of the beginning in second timothy chapter 2 verse number 15 paul the apostle will give his student timothy an advice because most people attempted to teach most people were trying to preach most people were trying to tell people who jesus is and who he is not and what he wants and what he doesn't want but you don't just go about teaching. You cannot teach what you do not know. So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15, he says, Study to show yourself an approved worker unto God. Study. So we have, we have taken our time and we have studied God like an anatomical studies. We have, we have taken our time and we have explored all the organs of God. We have studied. Studied to show thyself approved unto God. Before you can teach these things that I'm about to share with you, you have to be accredited by Elohim institution. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. And then he says, rightly dividing the word of truth so when we took god to 
the surgical world. We took our surgical knife and then we were told that we are supposed to rightly divide the word of truth. So God will lie down because he has given himself to us. He is our portion. So in, in John chapter 2, verse number 19, verse 24, I told you how that Jesus did not commit himself to certain people. But there are people that he has committed himself to. So Jesus was telling the people how that he was going to dismantle the temple. He was going to break down the temple into pieces. And then in three days, he will build it again. And then the people said, you are not even up to 64 years because it took 64 years to build the temple. And you are saying that you have the ability to disorganize the temple and rearrange it in three days. But in verse 21, the Bible says that he was talking about his own body. So we, we are those that have received the body of God. And we have been given permission to dissect in a perpendicular order. We have joined the, the, the others, the Y others and the S others. The coordinate that brings God together and the coordinates that dismantles and disorganize God, we have been taught. So we can disorganize God and we can organize him back again. And he will be breathing like the ancient of days. So we have to rightly divide the word of truth, the anatomy of the beginning. Why must we do this? I am preparing your, your longingness and your desire to know. Hebrews chapter 5 will tell us the reason why we are supposed to rightly divide the word of truth. Let's look at what that scripture says. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13. It says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Verse 14 says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use of their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. So, whenever you come into God, as a baby, you are advised that desire the sincere milk of the word so that you will grow thereby. But growing in God has so much to do than just feeding on milk. So you get to a point in your studies in God, you get to a point in your pursuit of academic knowledge of God, and then in that realm, in the university of God, we don't teach milk. The one who is feeding on milk is a baby, and the one who is also teaching the teachings of milk is also a baby. So it takes a lot of skills because if you are going to take God to a surgical ward and conduct an operation on God, you, you have to have a, a skillfulness. Spiritual neurologist. You, you, you have to be a spiritual cardiologist. 
so that you can explore the content that is in the heart of God. You, you take out the heart of God and you cut it open. And you look at the oxygenated and deoxygenated part of the blood of God. You study the anatomy of the blood. Those are the things we want to teach. But we have to bring it in, in, in human understanding for everybody to benefit from it. Because these things we teach it not in the wisdom that man teaches, but we teach it in the mystery of God. But now we have to explain the mysteries. And trust you me, Shepherd Gideon is here to do that. Now, let me show you the reason why it takes a lot of skillfulness. So you have to be a God practitioner. Like those who study medicine are called medical practitioners. When you, when you are given a certificate and you are awarded as a God practitioner, then you are now permitted to explore your skillfulness in teaching the subject called God. But you cannot be unskillful and try to teach God. If you are unskillful, God calls you and then he asks you to teach. But what you are going to teach is what is called milk. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 28. I believe I'm going to end my teaching here. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 9 to 10. Those who qualify to teach the anatomy of the beginning, the anatomy of God. Isaiah 28, I'll read verse 9 and 10. When you make mention of such subject matters, in the realm of the spirits, you, you are questioned do you qualify to teach such things? And what are the accreditations that must be considered before you are given clearance to go and teach the body of Christ such mysteries? Let's read. Isaiah 28 verse 9. Whom shall teach knowledge? This is the question God asks. Who, who can teach my people my anatomy? Who can teach real knowledge, true knowledge, the truth, who can teach it? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? So when we come before the presence of God, that there is a body that have to vet your understanding and then your, your depth of comprehension in the curriculum of God. So they first ask you, when you appear before the panel members, they ask you, who is supposed to teach knowledge? And who will be permitted to understand what is called doctrine? The word doctrine means the teachings of truth. And then it proceeds and says, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. So they have to verify whether you have been weaned. Oma oma chan no fuono. Ena oma yati oma no every and no fuono. Omo na omo qualifies omo betre knowledge. And omo na yebe mo mo kwa ema omo nya the understanding of doctrine. So until you are separated from the classroom where milk is distributed 
you don't qualify to teach these mysteries called the anatomy of the beginning. The reason is because verse 10, whenever you want to teach the anatomy of God, it has to be for precepts must be upon precepts. Precepts upon precepts, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So the, the, the fact that you are permitted to operate on God does not mean you just go ahead and cut God's head open. You cut his head and you open his head. No, you don't start from there. <laughs> it has to be in a systematic order. Remember that science is said to be the systematic study of the natural and the physical world but this time around we are dealing with the systematic study of the visible and the invincible compartment of god through critical observation and examination and then our experimentation that is why we said the things we have seen and we have proven we have experimented god we have taken god to to a, a chemical laboratory and we have run experiments in god <sighs> and now we are supposed to declare these things it's so unfortunate my time is due so in this study it's going to be one one experience that you will never forget in your life because we are really going to show you the anatomy of the beginning the anatomy of the beginning so when next i come your way again i am going to begin the teachings on the subtitle today i was just introducing the subtitle to you and i was wetting your appetite to prepare you to know what you are supposed to expect so the course outline in this subject matter the anatomy of the beginning we are going to be exploring the soul of god the the heart of god the intent of god everything that makes up the composition of god we are going to bring it into the bare open space the naked truth the bible says neither is there any creature that is not made manifest in his sight for all things lie naked before him we have seen the, the nakedness of god but now he is giving permission now for us to teach these things because of a spirit of a prophetic declaration that there is nothing made the secret that shall not be made known and there is nothing covered that shall not be uncovered for all the secret things in darkness will be brought into the daylight so the things that he has spoken to us in secret places now he is saying that we should stand on top of the mountains and we should declare and proclaim it unto his people the anatomy of god so when i come again we are going to proceed from what i i am going to be dealing with encapsulated the, the genesis of god that is where we are going to start from still dealing with the subtitle the anatomy 
of the beginning. So I've already shown you an anatomy. I've shown you the, the surgical tools and equipment and weaponries that we are going to use to dissect God. And then I have shown you the person of the beginning. So the next posting that I will do, we are going to put the man called the beginning. We will put him on that surgical bed. And now we will begin to dissect precept upon precept, line upon line. But we have to give it to you in doses, here a little and there a little. If we give you underdose, it is dangerous. If we give you overdose, it can kill you. Paul was sick and then they admitted him in the hospital. And then they were asking him, Paul, why are you sick? He says, and it was given to me a thorn in the flesh, an agent of Satan to buffet me because of the abundance of revelation. Too much revelation can cause you to fall sick. So we don't want to cause mental bruises to the people of God. We have to give it in bits and in pieces. So I am ending it here. This came your way from the Reconciled Kingdoms International. And the shepherd guiding the sheep into greener pastures and bringing you beside the still waters so that your soul can be restored. I go by the name Shepherd Gideon. And until you hear this voice again, be full of expectations. Job said, they waited for me as for the latter rain and they were expectant of me. Because I remember the days when the mysteries of God were at my tabernacle, when his light shined upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness, when I made my bed in the street, and then I, I placed my seat among the congregation of the mighty, after I had finished speaking, the aged laid their hands on their lips, and the young men, they ran and they hid themselves. We are about to teach things that the aged will be dumbfounded, and the young men, they will go and hide. Because the glory of this latter house must be greater than the former. We are going to be sharing with you the light that is brighter than the sun. We have visited the realms where the Bible calls he dwells in an unapproachable light and him only have immortality dwelling in him. When we dissected God and we, we got to an organ called immortality, my goodness, we have explored these organs. Ah, David said, oh Lord, oh God, how deep are your knowledge? Your understanding is unsearchable. It is past finding out. You have given me more knowledge than my teachers. I have more understanding than the ancient because your precepts are ever with me. They are my meditation day and night. This is what we do all day long. We eat God. We bath God. We, we apply God like a pomade. So trust us when we say that we are going to deal with the anatomy of God. We will do justice to that. I'm going to come your way again Friday. Friday, be glued 
and be waiting for what is coming because what is coming is coming so fast and is coming big god is immense he is intense he is deep and he is weighty we will deal with the cardboard the glory we will deal with the shekinah the brightness of that glory because the people of god must be moved from one dimension of glory to another dimension of glory if faith come by hearing and by the hearing of god the bible also says that we move from faith to faith because you cannot believe what you have not been taught and when we teach you these things and you believe these things then will god dwell in you in his fullness the greatest asset a person can ever give you is knowledge and the only way you can become exactly like god is to know him when adam ate of a certain tree and then he got a certain knowledge god came and confessed now the man has become like one of us so the teachings that i'm going to be giving you i am giving you the power that will make god look at you and confess that now you have become like him i love you all and bye bye